Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the BIT Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Candace Rayford. She is a musical prodigy that I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Hi, Candace. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Deneen. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. So I tell everyone at the very beginning of the podcast that this is probably going to the fastest 30 minutes of your whole entire day. So can we start by you telling my audience a little bit about yourself? Yes. My name is Candace Rayford, as you heard, and I live in San Diego, California. I'm 29 years old, and I've got two kids, and I play music. I compose music. I engineer music, produce it. Well, anything sound-related, I, I do it. That's awesome. So how did you first get interested in music, Candace? I started playing when I was about two years old. Um, it just naturally came to me, really. Okay, awesome. Um, what is it about music that just lights up your soul? Um, I don't know. I feel like whenever, um, whenever I get the urge to play, um, it's like I'm connecting to God in a sense, not trying to sound all religious or anything, but it's just, um, it just, it's a way that I speak and it's a way that I communicate with others and maybe they get a feel of what's on my mind or how I'm feeling. That's awesome. I love that. I feel like music is a universal language that anyone can, that anyone can understand. Not everyone can speak it, but everyone can understand it. If that makes any sense. Definitely. Awesome. So um, you've been so you've been playing music since you were a young child. Can you? I know you wrote the biography for your for the podcast, but can you walk us a little bit? Can you walk us through your musical journey? Like I know you started at a young age and you've picked up multiple instruments, but can you kind of walk us through that journey? Okay. Yeah. So my mom actually told me that um, she saw my interest in music before I was even one, rocking back and forth to a song called Ice Ice Baby. And it's funny because I still <laughs> rock heavy with that song today. So shout out Vanilla Ice. <laughs> um, and then when I was two, I received my first pink xylophone with little penguins on it. And just tinkering away, I learned the Wheel of Fortune theme song, and then after that it was the Jeopardy theme song, and then um, I played around on little pretend instruments, and then my mom got me my first little keyboard at eight or seven, um, and then another one at eight, and so I started learning those songs, and then I actually taught myself how to play piano with lights, um, and then as time went on, um, I saw a viola and actually thought it was a violin, picked that up, started learning that. Um, but then I wanted to learn how to play the bass because we were playing Grease um, summer nights and we needed a bass player, but the orchestra teacher didn't think that I could teach myself how to play bass. Um, fun fact, I actually learned how to play it left-handed. But, um, yeah, so after after that, I just decided I'm done with the bass, done with the violin, so I'll pick up cello um, because it's the same right, wrong, <laughs> and then just throughout the years, I guess, I was able to teach myself clarinet. In sophomore year of high school, I decided I wanted to be in band. 
Um, band teacher probably didn't have much hope for me, so I sat last chair, gave it a couple of months. Within those couple of months, I challenged for first chair and won and held first chair for that ensemble, as well as the middle ensemble all the way through senior year. So I did that, got to learn sax, played with Jeff Coffin on a high school concert. Um, I was in community orchestra throughout this time, doing things for the community. Um, I got to premiere my first concerto um, when I was like 13 or 14, I believe. Um, so yeah, all this time, I'm still practicing, still doing all this, and then I knew I wanted better for myself where I lived, so I took an audition for the Marine Band, and I got it. I had people tell me that I wouldn't be able to make it, but I made it, and I mean, I don't really know what else to say because it's like I'm constantly growing as a musician, just picking up instruments and songs and just projects. That's awesome, Candace. So... Something that you said really, um, I, I need clarification on this, or I need you to expand on it. So, okay, you learned how to play piano by light. Can you explain this to me? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, what? So my grandmother, uh, my on my dad's side, my grandma gave me one of her keyboards, and when you push the keys, they light up. So every key lights up, and there is a mode on this keyboard where you can actually teach yourself how to play the songs on that piano or the keyboard by where the lights are going. So you learn one hand and then you learn the other hand. And then there was a mode where you can even do two hands and you can't move on until you get the light patterns. Right. Oh, wow. That's so, awesome. Did, yeah. Wow. That, that's really cool. <laughs> I wish I had that when I was a kid. That, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. The first song um, that I ever learned on Piano by Lights was, uh, it's a Mozart piece, actually. <laughs> what, what piece, what Mozart piece was it? Um, Rondo Ala Turca, in other, uh, otherwise known as the Turkish March. And you can ask my mom, she will tell you, that song gets on her nerves to this day. <laughs> because you played it so many times? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um. I, I love that you're sharing your story and like your, your passion for music is, is palpable through the airwaves. And it's, it's so awesome to um, just to hear someone who's just so passionate about it. And I love something. The one thing, one of the things that you said that really struck me, Candace, is that you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always like picking up new instruments and just always learning because that's something that so many people, I think people understand it. I think people are beginning to understand it more but it's so important to always be learning and always be growing. So what is um, what is a new instrument maybe that you're tinkering with right now and that you're working on? Actually, I'm bettering my piano skills right now um, because I've always mm -hmm. learned to play by ear, but now I'm actually sitting down and delving into the music that I have. So right now I'm studying Beethoven. Um, I've got his book of sonatas, and I'm learning the 14th Sonata in C-sharp minor, and I'm actually learning how to play that with the proper finger placements and just, I guess you could say I'm just learning how I actually should have been taught before. Okay. So I'm teaching okay. myself That's piano fantastic. for real. She, she said, I'm teaching myself piano for real. That, that. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Now, um, I'm going to ask you a question that may seem silly to you because you're a musician, but um, you know how to, to read music, and how did you learn how to read music? I started learning how to read music in sixth grade. Once I chose, uh, once I chose my instrument, um, that's when I started learning how to actually read the notes and the keys and the okay. time. And that was actually okay. through an that's essential awesome. elements book. So that was what? Um, it was through an essential elements book. So it teaches you everything that you need to know. Like all the notes and stuff are written out in kid version. Okay. Like it's easy for a kid to understand. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, talk, I talk to a lot of people who are aspiring musicians, and it's amazing to me how many people are um, don't know how to read music. Because like, I was in band growing up, I was in choir, and like that was one of the things they taught us, like right at the beginning. Like, okay, if you want to play, like I I played um, bass clarinet because they didn't have any hope for me, and then I moved my way up to tenor sax, which meant they had a little more hope for me. And, um, like, I had to learn how to read the music before like, you could do anything. So it's um, – Right. It always astounds me when people don't know how to read music and they say they're a musician. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. It seems like it's one of those basic things. Like, if you want to be a writer, you have to know how to read and write. So it's exactly. – yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's my little um, musical interlude there. So um, <laughs> here's a question for you. So what are your goals with music? For yourself and for your family? Well, a long-term goal is I want to make history as the first African-American film score composer or the first African-American female film score composer because I've been doing research and I, unless someone can point me in the right direction, I have not seen any ladies or any African-American ladies who write for film in the industry, you know? We all know Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer and um, Mark Mancina and everyone else, but we don't hear of any women in, in particular. Cool. So that's one nice. major goal that I really want to um, reach. That's awesome. So obviously you write music as well as, as playing all of these instruments. Yes. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So – Candace, how did someone like yourself find out about VIP Ignite? I found out through Instagram. Um, I don't remember exactly what the post was. Um, I just remember I saw Alicia K back, and I clicked on more info. And then as soon as I did that, I started getting a bunch of emails. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is spam. And I even said that on one of the webinars. I'm like, I thought this was spam. I'm so glad that you're real. And she's like, no, I'm not spam. And it just went from there. That's awesome. So um, you've been with our company for a couple weeks now. So um, what is it about our company that I'm sure you've done research on other companies and other organizations because I know you're a researcher. So what is it about VIP Ignite that you're like, you know what, this is something I have to pursue? Well, the coaching. You guys are in touch with some tangible people in the industry. You know, you're not just claiming to be able to get people to the next step, but you actually have legitimate resources at like on hand for anyone who's willing to take that step. 
So I'm excited for the yeah. coaching. I'm excited for the mentorship. I'm excited for someone to say, hey, you need to be doing your passion this way, or you need to read this, or maybe you should not wear your hair like that. You know, just someone who can point me along in the right direction. And I feel like VIP Ignite has more credible resources, I guess, for lack of better uh-huh. terms. I don't know the proper the proper verbiage at the moment. No, I, I think what you said is right, because I think that along with everything you said about the way that you approach music, that's the way that you approach your career as well. You want to be mentored, you want to be coached, and you, you're someone who can take direction. So if you met with an industry professional and they said, okay, Candace, you know, this is awesome, but maybe if you could tweak this or that, you would be more than happy to tweak this or that. You wouldn't be someone who would fight back and be like, no, 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 this is, not, this is the way I've done it. Obviously it works. You'd be like, oh, okay, thank you so much for your advice. So what I heard when you said that is that you're very coachable and you're excited that we provide the opportunity for you to be coached. Yes. That's awesome. Fantastic. So um, I know that you're going to our event in June in um, Los Angeles. So what are you excited about for the event? Honestly, I'm most excited about getting to perform. I know at some point we're all going to be showcasing something that we've been working on. We're not just going to go and sit and listen and, you know, hand out headshots, things like that. So I'm I'm excited to perform and bring to the table things that I've been working on. So that way the guests and speakers know that I'm serious. I'm not just there to say, oh, my gosh. I met this person. No, I'm there. I'm there because I know that I have a purpose and I know that my talent is going to start, you know, changing my life as well as other people's lives. So that's what I'm that's excited awesome. for. That's awesome. So since you said changing other people's lives, is there a specific group of people that you are hoping to influence through your career? The reason I ask that question is, one of the biggest indicators of success that I've found over interviewing well over 250 people on this podcast is that the people who have the biggest why, the biggest reason why they're doing this besides wanting fame and fortune are the ones that are the most successful. So like, who do you want to influence? Why are you doing this? Well, um, there's three parts to this question. There's three answers. So one is, I grew up as an at-risk youth, um, born into the foster care system, aged out of the foster care system. Um, If you could think of a a delinquent child, I fit a lot of those descriptions. And just because I was talented does not mean that I did not have struggles because I struggled. Um, I don't know how I graduated high school, but I did. So one thing that I want to do is become an example for children who grew up in hard times, you know, absent parents, neglected, abused, all of like all of those intense scenarios, especially for kids that look like me with brown skin, I want to be that beacon of light and let them know that just because you like classical music or, you know, it doesn't matter what you like, if you stick to your dreams, regardless of what you're going through, like you can make it out. So I want to show them that I made it out and I'm still making it out that they can do it too. Um, 
Another thing is I want to get to a point where I can give back to the people that were there for me because I was a bit of a hard, I was a bit of a hard, um, hard child to um, manage in schools. So I want to give back to the teachers because they don't realize that they do save kids' lives. Saved mine. Um, and then thirdly, yeah. I want to go back and clear my mom's record. She was a child, literally 12 years old when she had me, turned 13 a month after I was born. So you could imagine mm-hmm. what kind of examples, you know, I may have seen growing up. You know, a kid raising a, a kid. Yeah. So she was never given a fair chance, in my opinion. So I want to go back and with whatever money I have left over or, you know, save up, I want to go and get her record cleared mm-hmm. because she never had that chance. No one ever sat down with her, even though she was out in the streets. It doesn't matter. Someone should have pulled her away and mentored her and gave her things that she needed to be a better person. You know, she's had to do everything on her own. So those are my three my three most important answers, and everyone, um, I have two kids, so everyone knows that with the job comes the money, comes taking care of the children. That's that's a given, but those are my three main points, three main answers. Wow, it sounds like, it sounds like you were put on this, on this earth to be a, a world changer, Candace, not just someone who, like, creates music, but someone who's meant to change the world, because that is, honestly, I've, again, I've interviewed about, it's about 250 people on this podcast, and that is definitely one of the biggest whys that I've ever heard. <laughs> so wow. if anyone is listening and you are someone who is dabbling in the entertainment industry and you want to do this because you're, you want to be famous or you want to make people laugh, I want you to, like, rewind the podcast and listen to Kansas's why because that is, that's, that's the definition of someone who has a reason to be successful and to push through and I very rarely get get um, rendered speechless on the podcast anymore, Candace. But I think that you have just rendered me as close to speechless as I've been in a long time. So, oh wow! Thank you for that, and and, and thanks, thank you for um, for being so um, detailed about your why. Because the thing is, is I I know that there are so many children out there who need someone like you to be an advocate, someone like you to be the, someone that they can look up to, because the reality is, is that the entertainment industry is awesome, and there are so many fantastic people in the entertainment industry and in the music industry. There's so many fantastic people, but um, everybody needs someone that they can like look up to. And I, I, I'm so excited. I was excited for you to be successful before, but now I'm even more excited just because, like what you said, could you there's a, you're speaking for people who don't have a voice, including your own mom. So that that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. No, thank you. Okay. So are you ready for the trick question of the podcast? Sure. You're like, that wasn't the trick question to me. There's, there's a trickier one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so when um, one day when you hit that pinnacle of success, there are going to be people that want to interview you on um, in magazines and there are going to be like, there are certain magazines that are going to be like, wow, we really need to interview Candace. 
So if you could handpick any magazine to be interviewed in, to be featured in, what magazine would you want to be featured in and why? Let's see. Oh, man, you guys are going to hate me for this because I don't really read magazines. Um, you know, if anything, <laughs> probably, um, what is it, the Game Informer. I love video games. And why okay. would I want to be interviewed for video games? Because I have a unique way of creating sound design, soundscapes. So I feel like when people start catching on to what I can actually do, they're going to want to see and know how, like, what's my, what's my tricks and tips. Because we all have our own ways of making sound effects, and it's not just going through Audible. No, that's so true. That's awesome. So by day you're practicing Mozart, by night you're making soundtracks for video games. How cool is that? <laughs> Talk about multifaceted. Yep. <laughs> that's fantastic. Exactly. That's awesome. So as you know, most of my audience for the podcast is primarily people who are trying to get into the entertainment industry. So if you could give someone who who's an aspiring musician a tip on like how to how to better their craft. What tip would you give them, Candace? Um, one is to always learn, always reach out. Um, even if you feel that your, I guess, idols or people that you look up in, in the industry are busy, don't hesitate to send them a message um, and, you know, ask them if they have a chance to check things out to do that. One, another thing is to read books. Um you can all, you can always find out knowledge from the greats from books. Um, another thing is don't give up. You're going to get a lot of no's. People are going to look at you like you're crazy. Um, people will probably tell you that you need to get a real job and a real life, um, but don't ever give up on your passions because right when you think you cannot get anywhere and you can't, like, you can't succeed – Something's going to happen, and you're going to be like, whoa, look at me. I'm succeeding. So I just say keep That's pushing awesome. forward regardless of what you're going through. Always find a way. If you can't find a way, if you can't find something positive out of a negative situation, then you probably are not really that good anyway, if you ask me. <laughs> and there was our blunt comment of the podcast. That's awesome. It's true, oh, though. Sorry. Like, the thing is, no, 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 no. I love, no, I love what you just said. Not only um, do I think not only are you not that good, but you're not that dedicated. Because the thing about whether you're a musician, an actor, or a model, is you have to love the craft. You have to love all of the parts of the journey that lead you to wherever you're going. And if you get to a point where you're like, you know, like this, just this, this, like if you get into that negative headspace where you're just, you can't find anything positive about it then maybe this isn't for you. And not, it's not only that you're maybe you're not talented, but maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you need to find something else because I had um, Robert Kalinske on the podcast like two or three weeks ago. And the one pointer that he gave that kind of is like, a, is kind of like the same thing that you just said was he said, if you have a plan B, just go to plan B because you really don't have a plan A. So like, if you're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to try this music thing. And if that doesn't, that doesn't work, I'm going to be an accountant. Just cut out the middleman and go be an accountant because, you have to be so dedicated to your craft and love your craft so much that on the bad days, you're still living a better, you're still happier than you would be on a good day in your plan B. So that's, that, exactly. I feel like I'm embellishing on what you said, but it's basically the same idea. 
It is. I've never, um, I can attest that I've tried to have a plan, like literally when I was five, I said I wanted to be a concert pianist. Um, And then Mm -hmm. that changed over the years. But now that I look back, I've always stayed on that path, music. I even said, oh, I'm going to go to college and get a degree. Well, guess what? My school shut down a few months before I was supposed to get a degree. But now Mm -hmm. I'm here with you guys. So I look at it as I don't have a plan B because my plan A is always changing, but it's keeping me on that same path and actually putting me where I need to be. Yeah, and there's there's a saying that we have at VIP Ignite. Is there's this book um, by a Stoic, and the saying is the obstacle is the way, and that's exactly what you just exemplified. Like you're like, okay, you know what? I was one of my dreams was to be was to get a degree in music. My school shut down, but now here I am. So instead of like when your school shut down, instead of you like, okay, I throw in the towel. Accounting is for me. Um, not that there's anything wrong with accountants, anyone. So if, you, if you're hearing that, I'm not insulting accountants. But but it's like, okay, you know what? Instead of you being like, nope, this isn't for me. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go be an accountant. I'm going to go work at Target or something like that. You're like, no, you know what? If this isn't the way, then there's another way. So uh, I love that you exemplify that. Obviously, you've overcome a lot of obstacles, and you're using a lot of people who had the obstacles that you did growing up would have just thrown in the towel and said whatever, but instead you're using those obstacles as a, as a place of strength because you're using those obstacles of being in the foster care system because now you want to help other people in the foster care system and your school shut down. You're like, okay, you know what? Obviously there's another opportunity. Oh, okay. VIP ignite. There we go. Moving on. And I love that. I love your resilience, Candace, because again, that's another thing that is an indicator of success. So I feel so honored that I had the opportunity to interview you on the podcast now, and I can't wait to interview you in a year and in two years and in five years. And just like, so that we can all see just how far you've come. I mean, you've come so far already, but I podcasts like this really excite me because I love having the opportunity to talk to you where you are now. And I can't wait to talk to you even in a couple of months and see how far you've gone. Awesome. I can't wait to give you updates because I'm pretty sure that's what I'll be doing. Usually whenever I get excited and um, I get really motivated, I start sharing only with those that I'm close with. But anyway, I start sharing with people that I'm excited about being around. So I can't wait to show you guys what I'm really about as far as my talent. Like, yeah, everyone can talk it and talk it. But once you actually see and hear what I can do, you're going to be like, whoa, where have you been? <laughs> well, watch, watch out VIP Ignite podcast listeners because the best is yet to come. Yeah. Well, Candace, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I, your, your story has truly inspired me. Again, like I said, in a way that I haven't been inspired in a long time. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for giving me your time this afternoon. And I, I, literally, I can't wait to hang out with you in LA. I can't believe we have to wait that long, but um, I can't wait to actually have the opportunity to sit down and meet you and hear you in person and see what you can do. And thanks for having me. I can't wait either. You have a fantastic rest of your day, Candace. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'd like to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Candace, 
please make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcast can be found because I do have a lot of amazing guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. And if you are interested in learning how to network with industry professionals at a live interactive experience, please visit our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar and get qualified for one of our upcoming events. Thank you so much and have a great day.